411 Live. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. State of World 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. How many times have you tried to break a bad habit and failed? How many times have you tried to lose weight and gave up? I guess instead of saying failed or gave up, I should transition that to postponed or delayed. Well, today, I've got some inspiration for you to get you back on track. Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. I have a really special guest here today. And you know what? I have my piece of paper because I'm going to take some notes during this podcast because there are a lot of things that I want to get tips on. Her name is Bianca Smith-Lott, and she joins us from the great state of Arkansas. Bianca, hello. Hello, how are you today? I am wonderful. So you are a uh, quality control analyst with Social Security Disability, correct? Correct. But today we're not talking about that. Today we're talking about your incredible weight loss journey. Um, I guess you're still on it, but what you have achieved is absolutely amazing. Um, I think at the last count that I had was that you had lost 267 pounds. Are we still there? 269 now. Lost Two, 269. 269. And you did not have the aid or the help of weight loss surgery, right? No, ma'am. Diet and exercise. This is really, really an accomplishment because I know a lot of people, especially during the height of the pandemic, when we were really secluded and, and in our homes kind of shut in, a lot of us did that comfort food eating. I know I did and gained a few pounds and then started looking at ourselves and thinking, I don't like this. I want to get this off and having a tough time doing it. So one of the reasons why I wanted you on here, because you're definitely an inspiration because you have actually reduced over half of your size. That's incredible. Thank so congratulations. Thank you. What was your heaviest amount? My heaviest weight was 456 pounds. 456. Yes. And what, what do you weigh now? 187. Wow. Wow. That's wonderful. So I want to start before the weight loss journey a little bit to kind of set this up okay. because I know for me personally, I, you know, parents went through a divorce and, um, didn't react very well to that me and did that comfort food eating. And I gained weight in high school, whereas I had not been heavy before. So for me, I was just miserable because of it. What was what was your journey? Were you heavy as a kid? I was. Um, I've pretty much been overweight as long as I can remember. I know for sure in junior high, high school, I've always been overweight. Um, it did get out of hand more so when I had my children, but I've, I've never been a small person that I can remember. Okay. So your attitude or your kind of your countenance has always been pretty healthy and upbeat. Yes. Okay. Even at my heaviest weight, um, I've never been just like sad about it. Mm -hmm. uh, it did hold me back from doing certain things, but I wouldn't say that I was depressed behind it. Right. 
Right. Now, say when you were you hit 300, you hit 400. What was the reaction from other people? No one actually said anything except uh, my dad. He's always said, you need to get this weight off. You need Mm -hmm. to slow down. But besides him, no one ever made it a big deal, a big deal. And my doctors, of course, would tell me I need to lose weight. But as far as like my family things, no one ever made it a big deal. Did the uh, the weight gain uh, affect your health? Surprisingly, I always had normal labs, hmm. no high blood pressure, no diabetes, but I was always warned if you continue on this track, you could develop these things. Right, right. Had you tried dieting before? Multiple times. Multiple what, times. What did you go diet. through? <laughs> Weight Watchers. Um, I found trainers online. I would try their diet plans and their exercise plans, but I never stuck to any of them. How long would you last? Do you remember? Different ones, it would be different time frames. Some of them, I may make it a month, two months. If there were challenges, I would go to the end because I am kind of a, a competitive person. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to give up. But if it was a challenge after the challenge, then I would revert back to my old ways. Right, right. And did you find yourself gaining, you know, after you've lost some, gaining that back and more? And more, yes, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, they say that's that's what happens in a lot of cases. People experience that. So I wonder what clicked this time. What was different? I think the biggest difference was two factors, really. Mm-hmm. I had children and I wanted to be there for them. And I lost both, both of my parents, mm-hmm. one in 2016, one in 2019. And both of them had health issues and I want to be here for my children. So I want to make sure I got myself healthy so I could live a long life and be here and see their children and be able to help raise their children with them. Whereas my parents aren't here to do that with me and my children. Like my daughter never met either of her grandparents and my yeah. son, he met both of them, but only for a short time frame. Yeah. So I want to make sure I can do everything that I need to do to uh, extend my my life expectancy. So okay. that was two of the major factors for me. That makes makes total sense. So when you start to change and, you know, eat a certain way, did it, it affect the whole family? I guess the kids were so little, but like your husband, I mean, did he change his eating with you or? Initially he didn't, but um, he would walk with me in the evenings to help me motivate me to get out there and do it as well his eating changed eventually like um I do keto he do a modified version of keto like he won't fully do it but he did change his eating habits and uh my kids my daughter she pretty much eats like I do and I don't force the keto lifestyle on them if they want something different than what I'm having I cook their meals separately but she typically will ignore the meal that I give her because I would usually fix her the same thing I fix my son. And he wants the burgers, chili dogs, things like that. She won't eat it. She eats what I eat. And if I give her things with bread and stuff on it, she takes it off. And like, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just about to say, because I was going to talk about that later, but let's just hit that now because the kids, 
the example that we set for our kids is really important Mm -hmm. because you were talking about the differences in what your kids would eat. Like your son, he is kind of following that old habit of eating, right? Because that's what he saw. That's what he saw. Exactly. So he likes the hamburgers and the corn dogs. Fast food. He's the fast food king. But that's what he saw me eating at when he was a child coming up, he saw me eating those things. Whereas my daughter is only two. And I started seriously with my weight loss journey a couple of months after she was born. Mm. So she's always seen the lifestyle of me eating healthier foods and me working out. And it's, it affected her. Cause like I said, she will eat what I eat when I work out. She has her two pound weights in here trying to mock the movements that I make. And like my son trying to get him on the right track but he's still used to the fast food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I you know, I, I have this visual image in my head of this two-year-old because with her <laughs> little weights, you know, work, work it out. I know that is too cute, it too is. cute. So let's talk about the, the journey. Cause I know people are saying, okay, get to the meat, get to the meat. <laughs> um, so you started out and you said your, your daughter was two months and and you're saying, okay, this is it. And I'm going to do this. How did you prepare for this? First, I started looking up what lifestyle I wanted to do. Like, how am I going to do this? Am I going to count calories? Like, how am I going to do this? So I went on Pinterest first and I started looking up the keto foods because this diet was everywhere at that time. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me look into this and see what all it requires. So I'll say around November is December of 2019. I started looking into those things and I was like, I think I can do this diet. So I was like, when January starts, this is where, this is what I'm going to do. I started mapping out my plan, looking up foods that I like and how to make them keto friendly or low carb friendly. And um, so like I said, I went on Pinterest, joined some Facebook groups that were low carb and keto. And um, when January got here, I just went from there. I would set a meal plan every week. And in the beginning, I would give myself one cheat day a week. Oh. And it would be on Fridays. I would give myself that one cheat day that week. But I would map out my entire meal plan for the week, excluding the cheat day. I just ate what I wanted to eat that day. And um, eventually- Did you go wild on that day? I did in the beginning, but I noticed that I was setting myself back Mm -hmm. because then I would have to lose the weight that I've gained from these cheat meals. And I felt like it wasn't helping me. Mm -hmm. So I changed it to one cheat meal a month. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. One cheat meal a month. And I would have that cheat meal at the beginning of the month. And then I can have another cheat for the rest of the month. And I did that every month. And then eventually I eliminated the cheat meal. And it would only happen on special occasions, like maybe for Mother's Day or Thanksgiving. I would have my cheat that day. Okay. And um, I also, my, as far as my exercise, I just walked. Started out just walking around the neighborhood. How mobile uh, were you at the beginning? I mean, I was mobile. I wasn't bed bound or anything like that. But as far as exercise, mm-hmm. I didn't exercise at all prior to my weight loss journey. So getting up to walk outside, like we would walk a block and it would take me maybe 20 minutes to do that. And I would be breathless, legs hurting, 
and we will have to we'll make that one block and I will have to go back in the house and sit down before we can go out and do the second block Mm. okay every day but I did it every day until I got up enough strength where I could walk longer and not have to take the breaks okay Mm -hmm. and so the the walking walking routine that lasted for how long it was just the walking. first year of my weight loss journey. All I did was walk. Do you know how, you know, at the top, of, at the end of that first year, how long were you doing miles in walking? Or um, By the end of the first year, I would probably do three to four miles a day. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And sometimes I would split them up because of time constraints. I may do two that morning, two that afternoon, but it was three to four miles a day. Excellent. Excellent. So you're doing low carb and you're walking. You started out low carb, meaning what, 50 or below carbs a day? 75 or below. 75 or below. Okay. And how long did you stay on that routine? It was about a month and a half to two months before I switched to keto. Okay. And when you go to keto, that's what, 20? Less than 20 carbs a day. Less than, okay. Wow. So how important is that, uh, that meal prep for the week? In my opinion, it's very important because it keeps you from straying. Mm-hmm. If, you're on, if you don't have a lot of time in the day, you will easily get off track and be like, well, I don't have anything to eat. So I'm just grab something from a fast food restaurant or something. But if you have that meal already prepped, it's there whenever you need it. So that's really important. And I also want to add that water is important too. I drank half of my body weight in water when I first started, which is like 200, it was 200 and some ounces a day. Oh my God. Almost two gallons. Oh my God. (laughs) That's a lot of, that's a lot of water. Yes. And oh the water also helps keep you full as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So half of your body weight. Yes, half of the body weight in water. Okay. Very good. So now we're at we've we've started the keto. We're walking a mile or, or walking and getting up to about four miles a day. And that's the first year. First year, how much weight did you lose? It was over a hundred pounds. I want to say it was about a hundred and twenty in the first year. Nice. Nice. Now, were there times where, you know, you're doing your thing and you said you gave yourself a cheat day and later on it was a cheap meal and later on it was very sporadic, but at the beginning when you kind of fell off, did you get discouraged or no? Yes. Sometimes I did get discouraged because weight loss is up and down. Mm-hmm. Like you may lose five pounds one week, next pound, next week you're up a pound. And usually in the past, I would get off track when the weight would stall or when I would gain. Mm-hmm. And I would like, forget it. It's not working. So, but I had to realize that it's not a continuum. Right. You're going to go up, you're going to go down. Like one day I may be up three pounds, four days later, I've lost those pounds plus one. Ah, okay. Especially with water weight. So did you find that getting, sometimes when people get on the scale where where they think that, 
okay, I know I've lost some weight and they get on the scale and it didn't move or it went up. Yes. You know, that's, that's, that blows their whole day. You know, they're all, they're thinking about it. They're discouraged, that kind of thing. So do you get on the scale often or just sporadically? In the beginning, it was often. Um, when I'm trying to focus on really hitting a certain goal, I will get on there more often. And a lot of times I get on more often to see how certain foods affect the weight loss. Mm. Like if I eat something that I don't normally eat, I will get on the scale to see if it's made me go up a lot or how it affected my weight loss. Mm. But uh, it is a good thing not to weigh so frequently because you mm. will see that fluctuation a lot and it can be discouraging. Okay. We're going to take a break, but I am interested to uh, find out when we come back, which food did you see that kind of pushed things up a little bit? Uh, we'll come back and we'll continue our conversation with Bianca. This is the 411 Live. Stay with us. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. Pre-diabetes does. One in three adults has pre-diabetes, but with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. And you can change the outcome. Take the one-minute pre-diabetes risk test today. Go to doihaveprediabetes.org. People couldn't see my potential, so I had to show them. I've run this place for 20 years, but I still need to prove that I'm more than what you see on paper. Today, I'm the CEO of my own company. It's the way my mind works. I have a very mechanical brain. Why are we not rethinking this? I am more. I'm more than, than who I am on paper. Welcome back to the 411 Live. We're talking to Bianca Smith-Lott and we're talking about her incredible weight loss journey, 269 pounds and no surgery. Um, Bianca, when we ended, we were talking about the getting on the scale and you mentioned kind of sometimes getting on the scale to see how certain foods may have in, impacted or influenced the weight. What, what were some of the foods that you noticed that could possibly bring it up, bring the, the scale up? Usually it was foods that were higher in sodium for mm. one. And then there's a lot of foods on the market that are marketed as keto. Mm -hmm. And um, I would purchase like maybe certain candies or chips or cookies, but they would say they're keto friendly. And there are some out there that didn't affect the scale, uh -huh. but I would eat certain ones and I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head and it would affect, it would stall me or it would knock me out of ketosis. Ah, okay. Mm. Okay. So you have to pay attention to those ingredients and things on um, foods that are labeled keto friendly because all of them aren't. Right. Deceptive marketing there. Yep. Yep. I understand completely. Tell me about, you know, we talked about your exercising and we talked about the walking for the first year that was strictly it walking up to to four miles and then at the beginning we talked about getting the weights and working out and your two-year-old with her little weights and working out with you tell me about the exercise you know after from walking what did you add or subtract or what did you do okay so my first 
huge gift to myself. Mm -hmm. I said, once I got below 300 pounds, I wanted a Peloton bike. Okay. So once I hit 297, which is the weight you have to be to ride that bike, (laughs) I I purchased that bike November 2020. So I added that type of cardio in, in addition to my walk and I would cycle on the bike and they also have um, weight training on there, yoga, like different modalities of uh, working out. Okay. So I use that in addition to my walking to help speed up the weight loss, I would say. And um, again, that was purchased after 300 pounds. And then once I got below 200 pounds, my husband gifted me the Peloton treadmill. So I began to use it as well. It continued to walking, but I've incorporated running and some of their hiking on there to help me lose the weight as well. Oh, nice. Nice husband. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kudos to him. Kudos to him. Um, And that goes back to that support system. It's just really good to have somebody who's encouraging you to do this when you're taking such a big step along this journey. Um, Let's talk about uh, the journey's impact on others, because we talked about the kids, the, you know, the son who was there and saw the bad eating habits, and he, he still likes the fast food, and the daughter who only knows you from the, the healthier eating habits, who is, what is she not eating pizza, the crust of the pizza either? She doesn't eat the crust on pizza. She takes the toppings off and eat it. She does not eat hamburgers with buns. She eats the meat and cheese. And she's my vegetable and fruit eater. Like she will eat almost any vegetable without question. Wow. Even the ones that you don't eat? Even the ones I don't eat. (laughs) Wow. That's, That's incredible. I mean, that sets her up for life, you know, as a healthy eater. So that that's really good. What about other people around you, family members, coworkers? You know, what 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 are their reactions? It's impactful for them. Like I've had several people, coworkers, friends, and family members ask me um, to help them with their weight loss journey. Like, what should I be eating, or what type of exercise can I start out doing? And like I said, I've had friends that I would send some of the things I ate along the journey and um, point them in the direction I was in, go on Pinterest, find foods that you like and modify them to fit the lifestyle that you're trying to, that you're trying to follow. And um, I've done that with several friends and a few of my sisters as well. And a couple coworkers. Nice. And how did they do? Some of them did well. (laughs) Some of them did not because I know keto. So that's the only thing that I can tell them about. So, Mm -hmm. and that's not for everybody. And that's one of the things I try to tell them, you need to find what works for you, because if you can't stick to it, you need to move on to something else because you'll just revert back to your old ways. So it really has to be something that you can stick to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know, you know, some people do white weight watchers and that works beautifully for them. Other people, not so much. Um, the the keto will this be something that you will continue or when you reach your ultimate goal will you kind of revert to say a mediterranean diet or something something that adds a little more possibly other kind of carbs because i think with keto you don't eat beans and you know 
So will that change for you? Um, I don't think, I think I will go more towards low carb so I can have more of the fruits and things like that. But I do not plan on going back to eating the way I did before. Like I don't want the hamburger buns and things like that because I'm used to the way that I eat. So I don't miss those things anymore. So I would probably do low carb so I could have more fruit and more of the uh, different types of vegetables. Okay. So that would be just going what 75 carbs or less between Mm -hmm. 50 to 75. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That works. That works. So there are people who are listening and thinking, okay, I want it, want to do it. Um, I hear some of your things. Um, I'm not a big cook. Uh, maybe a little discouraged by the planning. I mean, what, what, what advice would you give? Do you give people? Meal prep. Cooking is not fun. And I'm not, I was not a cook, but once I saw how me cooking for myself at home affected my body and that I was getting good results with it. I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. And I do all my meal prep at the beginning of the week. So I don't have to worry about it throughout the rest of the week. So it's out the way and you control what you eat when you cook your own food. When you go get fast food, you don't know what, I mean, there's nutrition guys, but you don't know exactly what you're getting. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's one of the, the biggest things Cooking is not fun. It's time consuming, but in the long run, that is the best out. And I say, do it one, pick one day a week and just get it all out the way. And even if so some people say they don't like to eat leftovers. Mm-hmm. So maybe two days a week, cook your meals for two days. And then that Wednesday, cook them for the rest of the week. So that's one of the most important factors to me is that meal planning. Okay. I usually plan mine out two weeks in advance. I'll put it in my phone. This is what I'm eating for the next two weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. So do you, your, is your meal kind of redundant? You're eating the same meal for a week? Yes. I eat the okay. same meal. Throughout the now, see, that's, that's what I would be doing. My, my husband, he doesn't really like leftovers. So that, that would be a problem for him, but I don't, I don't have a problem with leftovers and it, and it's easier. <laughs> Just yeah. do it all. Uh, that's one day a week. I would and- say there are some weeks that I will try something new that I haven't had before mm-hmm. and um I might not end up liking it as much as I thought I would so in the middle of the week I may have to go pull something else out the bag to eat because I don't want that but I stick to the plan I'm not going to go get something that's going to derail my results but even if I do have the result to um fast food. There are keto fast food options. They're not the best options, mm-hmm. but it won't get you off track. So, such as you a burger without a bun from any fast food restaurant will usually do it for you. A burger without a bun. Mm-hmm. And that's usually my go-to. Okay. And some places have a uh, pizza bowls where they will um, put all the pizza toppings in a bowl and you don't have the crust. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know some um, sandwich restaurants, they would do the sub in a tub where you get the sub without the bread and they just put it in there and you eat it like a salad. Good tip. Good, good tip. Okay. Very, very good. So tell me your end game because I know if you're a 400, 460 pounds and you're losing your, you're under 180 or you're close to 180, mm-hmm. um, there is 
the skin. Yes. What do you what are you gonna do? So I plan to have it removed. My main concerns are my stomach and my arms. Mm -hmm. And I actually have the skin removal surgery scheduled for my stomach already. So that will be the first step. And then eventually, hopefully by winter, I can get my arms done. Oh wow. Oh wow. So if you're what what is your end weight goal? I initially set it to 180. Okay. That's what I said it to. I haven't set another one yet. I'm just letting it go at this point. <laughs> and right now you're at 187. And when you have that surgery, that's going to knock off some weight too, right? Automatically. Yes. So you're going to have, you, you've got the 180 already nailed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll be there after they remove the skin. Hopefully I'll be there before then. Okay. But we shall. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. This has been great. This is, um, this has really been informative to me. Uh, I hope that a lot of people who uh, have struggled with the weight loss journey are inspired. I don't know why they wouldn't be um, inspired by what you're doing, because especially when you talk about starting out and just doing one block and having to rest. You know, I get that, but you keep doing it. You keep doing it. And then you can do more and you can do more and you can do more. And you can always surprise yourself. Yes. So, Bianca, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. This has been so inspiring. And before you go, I, I have to mention, and she didn't give me permission to do this, but you are the sister of the producer of the 411 Live, LaShondra Scott. Yes. So um, I've heard so much about you beforehand, you know, and all good things. So again, thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right. And thank you for joining us for another edition of the 411 Live. Remember, we are a nonprofit organization. So feel free to go to our website, the411live.org, and help us contribute. Um, your comments are welcome, too, uh, any way that you can. We really appreciate it. And thank you for spending this time with us. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor. This is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.